Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first annual Swappies Awards, presented by CinemaSwap and hosted by us, Chris and Forrester. Hey, hey. I just realized, is it, do we get to count it as an annual thing, unless it's only, like, if it's only happened once? <laughs> yeah, they say the first annual so-and-so for different events when they plan on doing it every year. Saying a little presumptuous, all right? Yeah. You and I might, might both die in a fiery blimp accident, like, a year from now. This whole podcast is based on optimism that we will still be doing things in a year. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, and movies, based on optimism and movies. Yes. Sorry, derailed the conversation immediately. Yes, yes you did. Other way. Absolutely. So no, Chris- this is our awards show. Everyone, you know, actually, to be honest, the Oscars happened recently. We didn't watch them. I don't think there's anything to talk about. So let's just nope, breeze past nothing that. Nothing happened. This... Oh. Let's just slap that out of the way and get on with the show. The Swappies are now the most important movie awards show out there. And we're doing it podcast format. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Legally yeah. can't. Exactly. You know, it's in your contract. You, we've made you sign it. And it if you do this weird, that, I didn't know what you were talking about when I read the contract. But I was like, sure, how bad could it be? Little yeah. did I know. <laughs> Every time you do say bad things about the show or the awards, they take one inch off your wall chain, and it gets you a little bit further from your food bowl every day. Yeah. Thankfully, my arms have compensated, so now I have these giant dangly-ass arms. <laughs> <laughs> we let you out of your cage once in a while just to record the show. Yeah, exactly. There's really bad sound quality. Otherwise, we'd just record it there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're very excited doing this special episode today we uh listeners as you you know would have seen through social media for the past little bit we've been posting the categories and our nominees for them and uh we think we got a pretty good show put together for you there won't be any musical performances there won't be any special guest presenters this year we didn't have the budget for that we almost got beyonce to come in and sing the tennis song but uh she had to back out last minute because she was doing someone else's show at the same time. Understandable. Uh, something. Who knows what it was. Yeah, it's bullshit, but we'll get over it. <laughs> Some guy's show. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, I think it just makes sense to get on with the show and start off with our first category of this award ceremony, and that is the best translation of an English movie title. So best foreign translation of an English movie title. Yeah. And a lot of good, com- fierce competition on this. This is of all time too. And I'm sure we yeah. missed some because really, oh, yeah, you know, there's only four nominees for each category and there are definitely some honorable mentions that people will, you know, mention to us. But I yeah. think that uh, we, we picked, we, you know, the Academy, the cinema swap Academy uh, nominated some, uh, s- some great contenders here. Yeah, which was really tough because we just don't watch foreign films because we're old white men and that's just not... Well, these aren't foreign films. These are like American Hollywood films with foreign titles. Yeah, well, that that's enough to dissuade me. I don't care if it's in English. If there's subtitles, I'm not watching it. Even if the subtitles aren't for English. <laughs> <laughs> Any subtitles. Yeah, like, I can't read that. It's in English. <laughs> yeah, you'll listen to it. You'll just try to read the French and be confused. It, it, yeah, it just messes with my head. It will not do. So that makes a lot of sense. And we've also told people just not to read in general. Exactly. So this was a very hard one because we had to hire another person 
to read out the titles to us, and then we had to immediately kill that person. Our music terrible. budget. Our music budget went to hiring that person, and then the hitman to then kill that person. Yeah, which actually was cheaper than the person we hired. It's very strange. I don't he was know a what the really good, good is. reader. Yeah, <laughs> really good. Really good. Anyway, now I'm going to read off the nominees for best foreign translation of an English movie title. So, first up is the movie Grease in Argentina called Vaselina. Which, of course, I, yeah, I totally forgot about this. We already yeah. talked about these and I had already forgotten them. No, the that Academy one... discussed these. Yes, the, the Academy, Academy shows them. I yes, I, I was listening to the Academy discussing these and I forgot about them entirely. <laughs> <laughs> that one I think is good because it is it's the closest to a direct translation, but it sounds wrong. Like Greece yeah. in general is not a great name for a film or a musical, if you think about it. Like sure they work on a car and they have grease in their hair, but that feels kind of a you know, a bit of a stretch. A lightning del Vaselina. Dancing Bad Boy or something like that. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I agree that Vaselina sounds like the porn remake of it. <laughs> Sandy? Okay. Sandy? <laughs> Hola, Sandy. <laughs> yeah, they don't, I don't know if it's dubbed or not. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Probably better. Let's face it. <laughs> All right. Our second nominee in this category, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory in Denmark is called The Boy Who Drowned in Chocolate Sauce. <laughs> Which, like, we were saying, it's like they stopped watching the movie 15 minutes in. Yeah. Like, they're like, I'm oh, that's sure it. that's 15 minutes in. I'm surprised they didn't call it, like, uh, called Poor Boy's Mom Sings About How He Should Give Up. <laughs> Thank yeah. goodness they at least made it to the chocolate factory. <laughs> Grandpa gets out of bed for candy. Yeah, like four old people share bed as completely normal. <laughs> also, like the confusing thing about this is that Danish is a you know Germanic based language, like English is, and English has other stuff in it. But like, there's probably a translation for Chocolate Factory and Willy Wonka's just a name. Yeah, they definitely they could want... do like their factory chocolate and their Willy Wonka or fucking whatever. <laughs> Well, they knew that no one would go to see a movie about a chocolate factory, but someone dying. They want to see a snuff factory. film about a kid yeah, who drowns exactly. in a chocolate river. Yeah. Let's face it. We would all go see a, a German child drown in chocolate. All right. Well, <laughs> a great contender. Uh, next up, a movie I actually enjoyed for the most part. Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues in Portugal is called Fuck the News. <laughs> Which is just... <laughs> God, I first heard that. It's just man. hard to like realize just how the balls on the guy naming that. Like, I guess you know who's gonna go see that movie, and it's kind of okay just to swear right in the title. But like, can you imagine a trailer for that <laughs> <laughs> this summer in Portuguese theaters. Uh, Will Ferrell's in Fuck the News. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. That's just excellent. Like, they get right to the point with that. And, and it's the only one with the cuss word so far. Funny enough, too, also the, the name of its porn parody. Just straight up. <laughs> you didn't have to switch the name. Just fuck the news. Yeah. <laughs> totally different meaning. They underline <laughs> fuck in the porn parody. Yeah, exactly. They want you to know. Slightly higher production value for sure. Exactly. 
<laughs> and our last nominee in this category, Pretty Woman, in China is called I Will Marry a Prostitute to Save Money. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, it's not entirely not accurate. That's the best part about like a, a foreign translation from someone who probably doesn't get paid enough to like actually watch the whole movie. They're like, fuck it, just come out with anything like the Danish one where they watch like 15 minutes in. This one, I bet you they watched the whole thing totally missed the point of the movie or maybe got the point of the movie it's been a while since i watched it but i don't think that's the point and i mean realistically though depending on how expensive your wedding is you might not be saving money on yeah, the, he, the sex worker he buys her so much stuff like yeah you know, hotel, like basically like pays her to give up prostituting which i don't know how expensive she was in the first place but uh <laughs> I think that if you give anybody enough money, they won't have to work anymore. I think that's the moral of the story. Yeah, which is, so I guess, a very accurate title, realistically. Yeah, even if she was a prostitute, if she was a, a florist, you should, if he was like, hey, I'm just going to like give you $10 million, she'd be like, great, I don't have to do floral arrangements anymore. Or I can do it for fun, but I don't have to worry about the fucking bills. <laughs> I'm just going to prostitute for fun. That's just, that's, you're just that's, fucking people. That's just how oh, yeah, sex, I'll do which that. is great. We're sex Please. positive on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah, right. Also, how much realistically? So, someone in China watched this and was just like, <laughs> just saw this and thought, you know, he's probably going to fuck her a whole bunch of times. So, he's actually saving money in the long run. I guess it Isn't depends big, on her. It depends on her rates, no Forrester. It depends on her rates. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think Richard Gere had the intention of having sex with her. <laughs> well, there you go. So, he's actually not saving money. Yeah, so he's it's true. for That's... huge extravagant stuff, and he's not even doing actually paying her to do her job. Yeah, I guess so. Well, she's uh, well, it's just she's an escort. There you go. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And she's escorting him around for life. That's, if anything, that's actually the truest form of being an escort. Is he's literally paying her just to show up to things with her. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Good and job. How is that different from real marriage? Am I right, guys? Am I right, fellas? thing out of this <laughs> i mean i'm happy you didn't compare it to prostitution but you know <laughs> <laughs> forrester if you could do the honors and open up the envelope and tell us who the winner is for this category the very first swappy award ever awarded someone actually sealed these envelopes so i have to tear it open which is just maddening <laughs> also i can't read chris you will have to read this for me okay perfect well he did open it for me so the winner of Best Foreign Translation of an English Movie title goes to Fuck the News, the Portuguese <laughs> title for Anchorman 2. Congratulations, Portugal. We know this is your the most prestigious award you've ever received. Yeah, and I can hear someone yelling from across the Atlantic Ocean, Obrigada! And we say Obrigada to you, Portugal, for coming up with such a crazy fucking movie title. <laughs> Just everyone in the room clearly applauding this guy, whoever came up with it. Just he's like, like the news and like hands up, like question mark. And everyone just yeah. like stares at him. And then someone just starts slow clapping. They're all, yeah. All they right. called it a day. <laughs> That's excellent. Let's move on to our second category of the show. And that is best actor replacement before the film was released. Bit of a mouthful. Yeah. Essentially, they had started filming and decided, fuck this. Switch it out. <laughs> we need somebody else. It's not working. Let's get someone else in to finish the job. Or someone was hired 
with, but even before they started filming and were replaced before filming. So an actor who was replaced before the film was released, and that was the right decision for the movie. Yes. <laughs> or just a very funny decision. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We are a comedy podcast. We do occasionally make jokes. <laughs> <laughs> we try to anyway. When I'm not choking on having a dry throat. Anyway. Yeah, well. <laughs> so, the first nominee in this category is Eric Stoltz being replaced by Michael J. Fox for Back to the Future. Yeah. Now, this is probably the most famous of all I of these. I think so, yeah. Probably ever that everyone... I was trying to, I was like, I don't even know Eric Stoltz from like anything else, which I'm like, did this like. Wasn't he in The Mask, but not the Jim Carrey one? Oh, maybe. I don't know. He was know. with I the kid with the that. weird face dating a blind girl. That's, like it, that's yeah. the movie you've seen? No, I've never <laughs> fucking seen it. I'm just aware of it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, because I was, I was going to really rib you good. Uh, no. Yeah, so they did make it a lot of the way through filming. Like it was almost complete kind of thing. And then just, nope. Everyone, everyone in the crew knew too before him, which is a little bit sad for him. It, it, it kind of sucks. He was fired after doing all this work, and everyone's like, uh, "Sorry, bro, we just don't love yeah. it. We just don't love you for this." It's a, it's a bit rough to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but let's face it. Michael J. Fox is like perfect for it. Um, I no, know he killed it. Yeah, and quoted Christopher Lloyd too is like, "I don't know if it's gonna work out as well with this Michael J. Fox character." <laughs> Really, eh? That's Boom, so funny. Trilogy, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but let's face it, we don't want to listen to Christopher Lloyd for a lot of things. <laughs> no, no. Um, anyway, our next nominee for this category, uh, Sylvester Stallone, replaced by Eddie Murphy in Beverly Hills Cop. Another quite famous one that basically yeah. Stallone wanted to change the movie too much and just kept getting into like rows with the like screenwriter with everyone basically because he wanted to make it like pure action like he wanted to make serious. cobra yeah that was, that's exactly what happened too he just was like he wanted his name to be cobretti which i don't okay cool <laughs> whatever like and they just went off and made cobra which good for him so we got two two wonderful and equally good movies out of this. different films <laughs> yeah eddie murphy coming in for the comedy is better than sylvester stallone in comedy that's for sure yeah, I mean, stop or my mom will shoot. Great comedy chops in that. One. <laughs> I mean, we talked about he's funny in Demolition Man. Yeah, fair enough. But fair it wasn't enough. like a full-on comedy laugh fest movie. Yeah, and I mean, uh, Beverly Hills Cop isn't either, but Eddie Murphy was definitely the better choice. I don't yeah. know how they balanced that. Was that like, I'm curious that they they had Stallone. Like, did they have? Eddie waiting in the wings or did someone just shoot out a name like why was he even considered at the same time as Stallone those are completely yeah, different very like, different people. actors <laughs> like yeah I, we'd have to get to the bottom of that but it's not up to us it's up to the academy you're right of, of cinema swap <laughs> arts you know <laughs> cinema swap arts that's right here's another nominee uh, Doug Ray Scott replaced by Hugh Jackman for the first X-Men movie I believe it's pronounced Dugray. Is it Dugray? I actually don't know. I think it is Dugray Scott. <laughs> N- Let's Nadelle, call him Scott from now on. <laughs> N- Adele Nazim. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, this was obviously a great decision on uh, Marvel and I guess Fox's part because, you know, Hugh Jackman made this role his thing for like 10 years. 
or almost 15 years. Yeah. Now my question is, do you think, because Dugray Scott hasn't really had that many like huge breakout roles. I wonder if he had managed to pull this off. If he also would have, like, if it would have been the same thing, but instead of Hugh Jackman, Dugray Scott, I don't think he would have done Lady Miz or anything like that, but like. <laughs> I I bet that it would have been, he would have had Hugh Jackman's career, except for the musical shit, obviously. But like, yeah, if, if X-Men kicked off the same way, if he was as good as Hugh Jackman, then he would have had Hugh Jackman's career. And Hugh Jackman yeah. would be doing nothing. Maybe he'd be doing more Broadway. <laughs> well, know? I think that's the thing is I think Hugh Jackman probably still would have had his career, but it would have been a little bit different. Like you look at the Wolverine character and it's true. Hugh Jackman made it his own, but like he is supposed to be growly and grumpy. So like that's different from a lot of Hugh Jackman roles. I feel mm-hmm. that it's, it's enough. You probably could separate that from the rest of his career, but it is what made him like a household name. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like this, Put Hugh Jackman on the map. X marks the spot, as they say. X Men <laughs> marks the spot. X Men, nice, nice, Chris. Nice. Yeah. And um, the last nominee for this category is Ryan Gosling, replaced by Mark Wahlberg in The Lovely Bones. I forgot this one was on the list. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's so it's insane that this like that this kind of happened. Basically. Ryan Gosling decided on his own that this dad needed to have a dad bod. So he put on so much weight by literally drinking melted ice cream just to pack on the pounds uh, and shows up filming and basically is told you're too, you're too fat. That's not the kind of dad he wanted, (laughs) but it's insane to have him replaced by Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Here's the actual quote from Ryan Gosling after he got fired from this movie talking to the Hollywood reporter. I just showed up on set and I had gotten it wrong. Then I was fat and unemployed. <laughs> it's good to be able to laugh at yourself, but that's so like, yeah. it's so rough, one rough to put your body through that. Oh yeah. To put your body through that for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like tabloids were tearing him apart for it long before that. I'm surprised the director's like, up until that point, didn't say anything. Didn't stop like, him. They'd be like, hey, man, you don't need to be like that for this film. Yeah, like, they saw, like, the, it was in the tabloids and stuff. Like, TMZ was reporting on, like, Ryan Gosling's getting fat. And, like, no one in the... I guess they just didn't want to be like, hey, are you going to be, like, fit in time to play this role? Because we really just wanted a muscly dad. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Like, are you... Yeah, you know what? someone tell you that? That's <laughs> right. I know Mark Wahlberg. He'll do anything. <laughs> yeah. All right, Forrester, the envelope, please. That's the ripping noise, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the swappy goes to Sylvester Stallone, replaced by Eddie Murphy in Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, I I think we agree. The Academy can agree on this, that like most of these films would have been uh, still okay if they had the other person. This one would have sucked <laughs> it, we know it would have been a very different movie in it would have been not beverly hills cop it would have been bad it would have been cobra yeah is, yeah i lied <laughs> earlier when i said they are equally good for people that have seen both you know i was lying <laughs> like Ooh, drama at the awards god we did like there's a lot of funny ones in there i don't think mark Wahlberg replying <laughs> replacing ryan gosling is a good thing it was just a funny thing like these are funny moments but like that one was one where it's just like, yeah, yeah, they, they made the right choice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
Um, on that note, listeners and you know attendees in the audience at the theater tonight, we're going to take a uh, very quick break in the proceedings, and we'll be right back after this intermission for the rest of the 2022 Swappies Awards. And we're back. I know it's unusual to hear me do that instead of Chris, but we had to give him a break because he was literally getting choked up over how just the pure drama and emotion involved with the Swappies. Yeah, I, uh, I, I walked backstage and slapped a comedian in the face for yeah. no reason. Yeah, I mean, generally there are good reasons to slap comedians. In just, just well, in I, don't, I don't think we should take that stance on this show. Some of our <laughs> favorite guests are comedians. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Not all of them deserve to be slapped. <laughs> I don't think we should come out as a pro-comedian slapping podcast. Unless those comedians Let slap are like, us back. Uh, it's fine. Who's that? Who's that? You know, you're a redneck guy. Jeff Foxworthy. He can get fucking hit in the face. He fucking sucks. But Joe Rogan. He fucking sucks too. And Joe Rogan's yeah, also okay. not a comedian. No, he's not. That's nah, fair. Anyways, yeah. this, this took a turn. But it's all right. <laughs> all right. Welcome we're, to the comedians turn we hate back. podcast. This is what happens when I take over. It's, yeah. it's nothing good happens. <laughs> yeah, we were already off the rails at the beginning of the last half of the show. <laughs> Normally, I derail us. This time, demons start on the rails. This train is just in the mud. The rails <laughs> aren't even in sight. You're like, who put this train Welcome here? back <laughs> to the swappies, baby. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we're going to kick it off. Coming back with a big, strong, huge category. Lots of people want to be in this one. But we only chose four because, fuck it, we have a limited amount of time. This is best actor in a bad film. So the criteria is it has to be a good performance or a good actor in a film that is pretty much universally disliked. I think we went the Academy also a good performance. I mean, all of these nominees are also fine actors, but yeah, That's it's true. mostly their performance because there are plenty of good actors in bad films who do bad jobs as well. Yeah, there's, <laughs> these are people who showed up on the day and were like, I'm ready to give it 110%. And the rest of the movie was like, ah, yeah, about that. <laughs> well, they gave it 110% and everybody else was giving it 60 or, 60 or 50% and they couldn't pick up all the slack. <laughs> yeah. And uh, our first nominee for this, I think everyone showed up to give 100%, like 100%, but like in the wrong directions, like everyone yeah. went a different direction <laughs> and it was all bad, but it's a very entertaining film but definitely a bad film. This is uh, Batman and Robin. And the best actor in it is Arnold Schwarzenegger, who came in, hammed it up, was had some deep emotional moments for some reason in a movie that is mostly meant to sell toys. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Mr. Freeze is always a character in Batman that you have a bit of empathy for and sympathy for because his entire story is him trying to, like, generally trying to save his wife from like mega cancer or whatever she has right by researching different types of cryogenic technology but he needs money to do it so he starts robbing banks because nobody wants to fund science anymore forrester okay yes. they're not funding healthcare. they're not funding science as now mr freeze has to do crimes yes and i think this has to be probably my favorite arnold schwarzenegger film where he plays a scientist because uh, or at least a smart character because he's just it doesn't feel like necessarily the best casting, but I do love it. And I think he really hams it up in a way that some part of him knew he was selling toys. 
Oh, yeah, he's so goofy and punny, but you can tell he's having a good time, which makes it enjoyable to watch him, even if watching the movie is not enjoyable. <laughs> it's like pulling teeth. Yeah, it's like pulling bat nipples. Yeah, and on the opposite end of it, we have our next nominee, who is, gave a great performance, was a great actor, in a film that was just kind of bleh. That's, that's the best way I can put it. It's, it's not good. It could have been something, but it just it failed so horribly. <laughs> uh, this is Michael Bajordan, a uh, fan of the podcast, Michael Bajordan. with yeah, friend of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> God. Michael B. Jordan in Fan Forstick, a.k.a. that most recent Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, the one that wasn't made just to, like, keep the license, but, like, had some hype around it. People were excited about it. And then it came People out. People were excited about it. They were. <laughs> and then it came out. And then they saw it. <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of gray. That's the best but way to describe Michael it. Michael B is always, he's always great. Like, I think Johnny Storm is a character. Is it Johnny Storm? Is that the character's name? Yeah, it is yeah. the name. Yeah, Johnny Storm is a character that is supposed to be cocky and fun and charming and handsome. And yeah, you know, so Michael Jordan can just kind of be himself and do that role even if the movie's kind of shit all around him he's just like well i could just, I could play this character fine yeah and like he definitely i feel like i mean this wasn't a breakout role for him but it was definitely one of his biggest like early on kind of thing which they is weird still, to think about they still hired him to be in black panther after this movie so yeah you know. well they're like hey we gave luke evans a chance or not luke evans chris evans a chance <laughs> yeah <laughs> those evanses no that not was, related uh, not chris Oh, yeah, it was Chris Evans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was yeah. Johnny Storm as well. Exactly. Also, who names a character Johnny Storm and gives him fire? Fire powers? I know. That's why yeah, every time I'm, I know the name of the character, but every time I say it out loud, I'm like, is that right? <laughs> I think like Johnny Flame or some bullshit. No, it's Johnny Storm. Then his sister is Sue, Sue Storm, Storm. Invisible Woman. I also don't buy Miles Teller as a super genius scientist. He does have a dumb face. I'm yes. sorry, Miles. I'm sure he's like a fine enough dude but like he's got he's got dumb guy face he does and it feels yeah. weird and we'd he... know <laughs> stop stop casting in these roles man yeah <laughs> forrester who's our next nominee all right we got a film that both of us watched and watched <laughs> we watched it yeah <laughs> yeah colin farrell in the gentleman who i mean chris you can talk about this if you want <laughs> so the Gentleman is a most most recent Guy Ritchie film with a all-star cast. However, the only thing we ever talk about when we talk about this movie is how dope Colin Farrell was and how amazing his pattern tracksuits were. It's the only memorable part of the film. The dialogue is so polished that it seems forced and bad. Um, Matthew McConaughey seems like he's not having that much fun. Um, Charlie Hunnam's fine he's pretty good in it too but he's just like fine whatever and everything he just looks like kind of like he's there yeah it feels like a movie where every character is kind of the same every character for... is speed talking <laughs> the wittiest one-liners there's no real sentences it's just one-liners it's guy Ritchie the movie basically but unfortunately yeah. it was direct it's like a parody of guy Ritchie done by guy Ritchie. And yeah it's a nightmare <laughs> however colin farrell was a pretty like down-to-earth boxing coach who just cared about the kids he was training and they had the best wardrobe i've ever seen 
in a modern movie. It's the only character that somehow felt real despite being yeah. like, kind of batshit crazy a little Every bit. other character felt like, you know when you, you see those things where it's like, I let an AI read 200 hours of Family Guy scripts and they wrote an episode? It was like an AI. All those characters were AI that saw Guy Ritchie films and were just spitting out insane lines that didn't make any fucking sense half the time. But they seemed so cool and smooth while they were doing it. it so it looked sleek, but... The movie was just way over. It was too Guy Ritchie. Like, yeah. he turned up to 11. He should turn it down to, like, eight and a half. Yeah, it just... <laughs> Anyways, enough about how not good the film is. Colin Farrell in it, wonderful. Came in, was a very memorable character. Maybe deserves this word? We'll see. Yeah. Uh, the next one, universally panned film. Everyone hates it, uses it as an example of just a bad film. Uh I don't think it's as bad, but it's not a good film. It, it makes you, like, cringe while watching it sometimes. There are parts that, like, embarrass the watcher. You're like, I can't watch this. It's so hard yeah. to look at. So, 100% most of those feel intentional, but they did, they maybe went too far with them. Yeah. You want your audience to laugh at the characters and not, like, feel also feel embarrassed. Yeah. Of course, if you haven't guessed by now, somehow that, I don't know if that would have given it away. It should have if you watch movies. Talking about Spider-Man 3. Movie that makes everyone embarrassed, except for the only person to come out of that with like a really memorable and like, like just a really good performance. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church as Sandman, who just like that's that has some feeling to it. <laughs> yeah, he he falls into a super collider pit by accident. That's just out in the open. Um, yeah. he, he's trying yeah, to he's trying to he's stealing money for his daughter because they're I think they're poor or something where she needs medication, something like that. It's a, it's a sad story, but he plays the character like, hey, I'm not a bad guy. Like, I'm really, like, I don't mean to do bad shit. I'm just in a bad situation. I got turned into sand. Fucking can happen to anybody, you know? If yeah. I had a nickel for every time someone got turned into sand and had to rob banks, man, you know? I have at you least one nickel. A character, a villain in a superhero movie that you actually, like, empathize with. Mm-hmm. That's insane. <laughs> I mean, that happens one more time? Yeah, Maybe Mr. Freeze. Black Panther. <laughs> well, Black Panther, like yeah, not you, not you Thanos. Often, Come on, man. Yeah, you don't <laughs> often find a movie villain where you really empathize with them. Like sometimes they they try they try that, but you're like, eh, I don't know. But Thomas Hayden Church seemed sad. Yeah, like, he acted the hell out of that role. It, it's it's very believable that he's just like he feels so bad that he killed Uncle Ben or that he almost killed Uncle Ben. I don't know exactly what it was. He does kill Uncle Ben by accident, basically. Yeah, the gun goes off by accident, I think. Something yeah, like which, that. You know, it's happened to us all, you know. Yeah. Sometimes things just go off by accident, okay? I mean, how many times have you been robbing an underground wrestling arena, and then you run outside and run into an old dude, and your gun goes off by accident? I mean, come on, that's an everyday thing. Yeah, I need, like, a stamp card for that. They got lawyers <laughs> just for that. If after five i get the like the last one free right <laughs> exactly now forrester i will hand you the envelope to tear open and tell us who the winner for best actor in a bad film is oh this one's unsealed i don't even have to tear this one open mm -hmm. should be careful though because you know you don't want to get paper cuts there's spiders in that um, one yeah i mean listen all of these people came in whether they were given hand performances and bad movies or really meaningful performances in bad movies. But we got to give it to Colin Farrell in The Gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think that's a, yeah. think that's a, 
a good pick academy you know i, I think it's, it's just so, a, i think also with that movie it's i mean for me personally that was the most disappointing movie for me out of all of these maybe spider-man 3 because spider-man 2 was such a fucking huge success but for me i sat down to watch the gentleman like this movie's gonna be fucking sweet it's gonna be fun it's gonna be action and it was just not like i was just like i got when i after i finished watching i was like huh all yeah. right so colin farrell was there for you in your time of need yeah he held my hand through the last hour of that movie and said it's gonna be okay it's almost done yeah, most of these movies, you kind of know what you're coming into and you know what you're expecting. And it's just like, that one was one where I wasn't expecting it to be like that. Thank God for Colin Farrell. <laughs> well, I also think these superhero movies here, these are all... Oh, they're all know, superhero movies. <laughs> they're all, yeah, so mostly superhero movies, except for Gentlemen. But superhero movies have had a history of wild degrees of like quality. Yeah. You know, real Anywhere from Batman, up and down. Superman to... <laughs> Dark Something Knight. else, <laughs> depending on how you feel about that movie. <laughs> yeah, so it's, you know, if a superhero movie doesn't impress you, it's not wildly unexpected. However, Guy Ritchie's supposed to be good at what he does. Oh, I should have said all the way from uh, Suicide Squad to The Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Colin Farrell, well-deserved award. We're very happy for you. What's yeah. that next category, Forrester? All right, we got a one that I think we've touched on probably most in our podcast. We had an episode about it. Yeah, which is uh, the best almost casting. So these are people who were in the running for a role. Or were given the job and then weren't given the job. But these are people who were like in the running for the role. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of talk about these people. And of course, Hollywood, you know, take all these with a pinch of salt because some people are always in the running for things, despite never being talked about during the movie doesn't yeah. really matter we picked some fun ones here uh and we're gonna start off with i was about to say the most fun one probably not the most fun one <laughs> we got uh aragorn and lord of the rings possibly was going to be played by russell crowe which... i think that would have been i mean that's coming off of well actually it's the exact same time as gladiator so he would have either done this or gladiator pretty much yeah which is Oh, I didn't know about that. <laughs> right? Because Lord of the Rings came out in 99. Or, no, in 2000. And then, like, or maybe it was 01, something like that. And then Two Towers and Return of the King came out in the, the, the next few years after that. And Gladiator was like 2000. 2000, just 2000. Just 2000, exactly. So, if Russell Crowe did Lord of the Rings, we might not have had him in Gladiator. Or he could have done both, maybe. I think he probably could have managed both, but it would have been a tight squeeze. He would have been going from one immediately to the next. Yeah. I think he would have done a good job as Aragorn because he was yeah, great gladiator. And- he was the right age for it. I think it would have been really interesting to live in a world where Russell Crowe was Maximus and Aragorn. Yeah. And don't forget, like, you have to, uh, we are obligated, legally obligated to include Russell Crowe in everything they do. So, I guess we mentioned at least once. That's that's his one. Like Viggo Morganson, great job. Yeah. So it's tough. It's not it's not necessarily the best one, but it, it's it, it's it's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one also similar vein where it is a pretty good one. We're probably gonna get shot for this one. <laughs> Out of everything we've ever done, this is the one that's gonna get us killed. Uh, Christina. Only Appleby. if it wins. <laughs> Only if it wins. That's true. Uh, thankfully, we have an open envelope, so we can still live a little bit longer, not in fear. 
uh, Christina Applegate as Elle Woods in Legally Blonde. Now, this was a movie that was basically just, it could have been a meh movie, but, um, oh my God, I'm blanking. Who actually played Elle Reese Woods? Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon, <laughs> thank you. Oh my God. Uh, like, she made this movie. Right, and we've we've done a whole episode on it. It's a great movie. Everyone remembers her disembodying the character, and it's so great. Um, Christina Applegate, also a great actor, um, also bubbly and fun, um, blonde. So <laughs> you know, yeah, it's one of those like you're not comparing apples and oranges. It's just apples and apples, apples and apple. Almost identical apples in ways. Like they're they are different people. They have different strengths, but like for this role. <laughs> can see why well, they're both considered Forster, you didn't hear me say apples and apple gates oh yeah. i missed that yeah oh. yeah because you don't shut up long enough for me to talk yeah well this is my podcast now <laughs> ah, no <laughs> damn it i hate to learn this way <laughs> yeah equally good um our next one not equally good but perhaps more entertaining uh if <laughs> john travolta was almost Forrest Gump in, well, Forrest Gump, not in his other sequels. Boy, what a different movie that might have been. <laughs> God, I can't even, I can't even imagine it. Like, I love you, Jenny. Hey, I, <laughs> you know, hey, Chris, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, I love the idea of this movie because <laughs> <laughs> I like Tom Hanks. I don't love this movie. It's. Hey, it's yo, Lieutenant Dan, you got legs. Hey. <laughs> exactly. It's very fondly remembered. But if you rewatch it, you're like, it's kind of too long. And there's a bunch of stuff that's just weird. It's just weirdly included. It feels like it could have been written by Stephen King, where they just included all the weird shit instead Forrest of Forrest Gump <laughs> could be a great miniseries. Yeah. Because <laughs> all the parts of his life are interesting. But yeah, it is in a three hour movie, there's a lot packed in there. You give me five hours of that spread out okay sure yeah and like i said john travolta i think can convincingly play an idiot (laughs) oh yeah gonna leave it at that this would have been young travolta too you got to separate it from kind of the you know comeback right Mm -hmm. Uh, and last but not least we have our fourth nominee, Matthew McConaughey as Jack Dawson. Jack Dawson. Oh, in Titanic. Now, Jack Dawson shouldn't have a Texas accent, and that would be weird if he did. But eh, it's not that important where he where he's from, right? I know. I just I just can't picture like obviously Leo is so iconic to this role, and just having like a fairly straightforward kind of plain american accent i guess where i don't even know where leo's from but he's from like wisconsin or something like not they not leo himself but like characters from like the midwest yeah but you could just make him from texas he could just be from texas someone ended up in england (laughs) yeah doesn't really matter does it (laughs) yeah i wonder like i think it'll be an interesting movie with you know what is that when we came out like 96 98 maybe we should know this stuff. 1998 McConaughey. Like, well, nine, 97. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know what he was doing back then, but I bet it was good. <laughs> sure, it was fine. Rom-coms, <laughs> mostly, I bet. Maybe. I don't think he had his stride yet. So, I mean, Leo this was this, still fairly unknown. This might have been McConaughey's, like, big break. 
Yeah. If he was in Titanic, that would have been his like first yeah, big film. That could have really led in a weird direction. Yeah. I think about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, hold on. So he would have done A Time to Kill, serious law drama, like, and then followed it up with Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a weird, a weird few years for him. I got to say that. Yeah. And then, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I would watch that. <laughs> All right. Instead, well, he did contact. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> now, Forrester, please inform us and the listeners and the, you know, the Academy at large who the winner of the best almost casting award is. And the winner is. Is it drum roll? Chris will Actually, the sound my phone makes when it's vibrating. The winner is John Travolta as Forrest Gump. Hey! I'm sure we're going to get some hate for this one, but it's nothing against Tom Hanks. No, not at all. I just like, which movie would be the most different? And I think that would be John Travolta's Forrest Gump. Yeah. And it would be better. <laughs> yeah. And listeners, before you ask us why Sean Connery as Gandalf wasn't on this list, he wouldn't have been a good casting because he didn't want to do the fucking movie. Yeah. Definitely does not improve it in no, any way. He would have been grumpy and shitty the whole time. How dare you say that to Sir Ian McKellen? <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Sir I Ian will... McKellen, a better human being than Sean Connery. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Like, arguably, just a better person. Not even really arguably, just yes. Factually. <laughs> just factually <laughs> yeah. a better person. Well, yeah, we're, in, I mean, Sean Connery, <laughs> RIP, but like, no one's gonna, no one's gonna argue that he was like overall a, like a, a good dude. Yeah, you would have had just a real grumpy Gandalf. <laughs> yeah. Cranky yeah, about his apple juice or something. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. So that will bring us to. The final category, and obviously the one everyone's been waiting for, for the whole show. And this is the award, the Swappy, for Best Picture Never Made. This category is the best movie that directors talked about or wanted to do, or almost did, but just ended up, for whatever reason, not happening, and will probably never, ever see it. Disappointingly, I don't think we'll see any of these. No, no, for sure we won't see any of these. So, the first nominee is Guillermo del Toro's The Hobbit. So, originally signed on to direct one The Hobbit movie before Peter Jackson took it back over. I can't remember. What, well, like, why did he get kicked off of it? Like, what happened? Was it just different? Sort of basically, things? it was, yeah, was, we'll say artistic differences kind of thing. Yeah. Like, he really wanted this, and it would have been really cool. Yeah, and basically the like the, think the about it. If we had like, one Hobbit movie and it was good, instead of three that are middling to meh. Yeah, I mean, even Peter Jackson was almost like twisted into this, and then, Peter Jackson didn't want to direct three. Yeah, and then they so, made him do three, he's and he's so like, tired. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, he was like tired on the set. He's like, fucking hell again, really? No one wanted to do these movies. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro did. Well, no, he wouldn't want to do those movies. <laughs> no, 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 not those movies. He wanted to do a movie, a good one. We could have had yeah. three Great Lord of the Rings and one Solid Hobbit, just like the books. And it's important to log that this best picture never made also involves what they ended up doing instead or what happened instead. Because yeah. sometimes, you know, 
if we could go back in time, we could make the world a better place. If I could turn back time. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> hey, we do have a musical number. Hey, there hey. Go. Share. thanks for coming in. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, our next nominee in this category, another Guillermo del Toro flick that never got made, At the Mountains of Madness. So that's based yeah. on H.P. Lovecraft, I guess, the whole Cthulhu, you know. Yeah. Horror. It's a, it's a real. Psychological I mean, horror, like. I, uh, cosmic horror is the word yeah. I'm looking for. I said that. I used already. to fall asleep to this novel on, like, Ugh. audio book because. You know, dark dreams. It's, like, <laughs> yeah. I uh, it's, it's it's kind of a mystery, as much as it is anything else. But it I think it would have been a really good like it's definitely in Del Toro's like wheelhouse. It would be so spooky and not like scary, but it's like eerie and like weird shades of green. Yeah, and like there are great. there are there is I don't want to give away too much in case you haven't read the book, but it's pretty old. You should have read it. It's not very long. There yeah, is weird like creature the, the stuff involved. And he would have been really good for like Guillermo del Toro. Toro loves his monsters and he's yeah. great at it. He damn well is. And it's too bad. He doesn't get all the projects he wants, but I don't think he has that much time. Honestly, you know, he's, he's making lots of stuff. He's great. Like, uh, you know, Pan's labyrinth, obviously the wolf man, um, fish fucker. I can't yeah, yeah, the shape of water, <laughs> which is kind of eerie. But I think Much better title. I'm just saying that would have been the foreign title for it. <laughs> the fish fucker. Yeah. In Portuguese, fish fucker. <laughs> the fish man's wife. But I think this would have been a really cool movie. It would have been epic. It would have been like big lands sweeping landscape shots and yeah. really cool at it would be atmospheric and claustrophobic, but also this big fucking it would be it would have been so cool. I don't even like scary movies, but I think I would really enjoy this even though it made me feel like really uneasy and like squirmy and shit oh yeah it would have yeah. tickled that right spot you're like ooh, yeah i don't know if i like this or it'll, not <laughs> it'll tickle my squirmy spot <laughs> <laughs> all right well, yeah we almost made a full podcast without me vomiting in my mouth but yeah yeah well, well it wouldn't be a swappy awards without forrester gagging on screen <laughs> now our third nominee for best picture never made is Edgar writes Ant-Man. Yeah. Which... So originally he signed on to do Ant-Man before it came out. And again, creative differences. Just, I think Disney fired him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> which I think you would, I mean, Ant-Man was, was great. Ant-Man was a, was a really good movie. It's really fun. Um, you know, great cast, fun, fun little story. And I thought, and Edgar Wright also would have done a great job. Who knows how different it would have been. You know, because Edgar Wright does very different kind of movies than what Ant-Man was. Yeah, it's it's tough. They did use parts of his, like, like he wrote the script, too, and they did parts of it. But, like, it's a, it's a good film. It still it's came fun. out fine. But yeah. I think a lot of people were very excited for Ant-Man because of Edgar Wright being attached yeah. to it. Like, I, I still kind of miss that i wish that happened <laughs> i wish all these had happened but that one feels particularly a sore spot <laughs> yeah yeah i mean what was the last movie we did before before that was it uh the world's end or whatever uh i think so which was fine to be honest oh blur yeah like obviously those the three what do they call them the Cornetto, Cornetto trilogy. Cornetto trilogy 
you know, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, great. World's End is World's End wasn't as good as Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. No, it, it was fine. Did the, but yeah, I was about to say it did the trilogy thing, but I was like, oh, I didn't because I I think I ooh, I don't know if I like Hot Fuzz more than Shaun of the Dead, but it's hard to it's hard to compare those two. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But, They're both great. Different ways. Yeah. And anyway. Our last nominee for Best Picture Never Made. This one's going back a bit further in time. Yeah, a little bit biased because we have an academy full of old white men. But <laughs> This one is Sergio Leone's Leningrad 900 Days. So about the siege of Leningrad during World War II. But my God, like, this would be probably a three and a half hour movie of just like huge <laughs> battles and fucking just like thousands of extras running around in, in uniforms and tanks and planes and it used the, to be crazy like yeah the man has the like craziest ability to make an anti-war film like make war look fun in an anti-war film like yeah. make you feel bad about enjoying any part of the theatrics of it oh and yeah that's perfect for leningrad like <laughs> oh yeah yeah the eastern front was a depressing time in the second world war yeah, you could you would have come out of this being like <laughs> just just feeling terrible, but wow, what a like an epic this would have been. Like a yeah. masterpiece for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it would have been one of the it would have been on a top 100 movie list. Yeah, definitely. Uh it, it's too bad, but you know, yeah. things happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know why this one wasn't made. Should have delved um, a little bit deeper. Probably a personal yeah. reason. Yeah, maybe he decided he didn't want it cast you didn't want to go to russia to film a film yeah oh that actually might be part of it <laughs> maybe i mean it was like the height of the cold war so yeah fair enough <laughs> maybe it's cheaper to film in uh italy <laughs> italy can pass for russia uh maybe up <laughs> north in the mountains oh i was thinking like southern russia maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> anyway Bum, bada, bum, bum, bum. The winner of the 2002, 2022 swappy for the best picture never made is Guillermo del Toro's The Hobbit. Yay. Now, listeners, you might be confused. All these other movies sound better. Maybe. Probably. However, if Guillermo del Toro made The Hobbit, we wouldn't have three The Hobbits. And that would make a better world for all of us. Yeah, it's hard to say that any of these other films would have made the world better, but yeah, that, that would have made the world so better. So purely from its impact on cinema and the world at large, GDT's Hobbit takes the prize for this, takes the Swampy, takes the award, the big one, the golden statue. There you go. Congratulations, Guillermo. We love your work. Keep it up. Yeah. Just imagine how much goodwill Lord of the Rings still would have had. I mean, it still has a lot, but Imagine how much more it would have had if you didn't have three terrible fucking movies. Now Amazon's really got to kick ass with their show to make up for three, you know, you know eight hours of The Hobbit. Three movies, <laughs> about eight hours, you know. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Forrester, my, my co-host, my friend, my partner in podcasting, that will bring us to the end of the uh, first annual Swappies Awards. And I got to say, that was a blast. We're, you know, we're here in our tuxedos, top hats, coattails, monocles, the full... Short shorts. 
Oh, or, yeah, exactly. And hot pants. Yeah, of course. Who wears hot pants? We wear hot we pants. We wear short shorts. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. I think I think the fans, the listeners, the, the people in the theater here, the, the listeners at home, I think they'll enjoy that. And we, we would love to hear, listeners, your thoughts on how the awards went tonight. If you thought some other one should have won the award, if you like our you know, our votes for these awards here, you know, everything will be posted up after the episode goes live. So maybe we'll take a look. And yeah, I, uh, I get and the feeling we're going to get a lot of angry comments about this one, hey, which is good. Any, any like, interaction is good interaction. Yeah, we'll take it. Also, yeah, if if you have different ideas on like, I don't know, nominees that got missed somehow or yeah, uh, maybe we made the wrong choice. Well, this is an Oscars parody. So of course we did. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. No one expects the Oscars to do a good job, and you shouldn't expect that from us either. <laughs> yeah, come on. They get paid to do it. <laughs> yeah, and we don't, okay? We do this shit for free. That's the goodness that, of our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, thank you so much for hanging out with us for another episode of Cinema Swap, a very special, fun, glitz and glamour episode, as it were. Uh, you know, if you want to give us your thoughts, you know, comment on our posts on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Cinema Swap, so give us a like, give us a follow. Please rate and review our show. It'd be so helpful. Five star ratings, kind reviews, does a whole lot. You know, recommend it to your friends, to your family, to um, strangers at you know at the bus stop, your coworkers, at other event shows. You know, recommend it to your doctor when you're going in for checkups or your dentist. Or you're getting your hair cut. Say, hey, barber. Listen, there's a podcast you got to listen to, and put it on while they cut your hair. And if they yeah. don't cut off your ear, it means they like the show. Or if the doctor says, like, cough, you say, cinema swap instead of coughing. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Exactly. Yeah. It works every time. And then it gets in their head. Yeah. It's a mental game. Exactly. <laughs> you got you to gotta incept our podcast into people you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. We'd appreciate it if you do that. It'll be very helpful. And then you'll just get more nonsense from us, which is why you're here. If you're listening to this at this point, uh, you're here for the nonsense and we appreciate it. More important than all of that, however, enjoy your movie watching and, uh, you know, catch us again for this next year. It'll be even bigger and better. Bye. Bye.